back it's jake and jenna on the dance parent podcast with sam niece this week it's always great to be back and today we're really excited to talk about something i feel like we've kind of tackled um how to help your dancer when they're just not working hard or feeling defeated we've also talked a lot about how to help your dancer when they're being too hard on themselves or helping them to find balance when dance is just becoming so all-consuming with their life but we've never really talked about helping them through complacent phases where sometimes you can see or you can feel that they're not quite working at their fullest potential and how you help them get through those little phases. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we're kind of coming about this at a good time too because this time of the year with the holiday season in between Thanksgiving and the holiday break around the new year and already like a couple months deep into the season without having full team competition events. Sometimes I think the dancers lose touch with like what the goals are because it's just been like that consistent steady week in and week out training and preparation without having like the change of scenery of an event or like a change of where you're hearing feedback from with the critiques that you Mm -hmm. would receive. And since that team event hasn't fully come around, even though it is right around the corner, and it's being talked about in the studio, sometimes that is really hard to fully register for them. And then, so this time of year, even with the holiday distraction, that can be like a perfect storm for complacent training leading into the holiday break. For sure. And you know, I think a lot of parents really worry about, and I hear them ask about this a lot, they worry about their student burning out because they're doing too much or because they're at the studio too much, dance is becoming all-consuming. But I would almost say I see more dancers burn out during these complacent phases where they're not Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. to the level that they have been in the past. So I think it's something definitely worth talking about and how to look for it and how to help them through it. Yep. So uh, the first part we thought we'd talk about is, you know, what to look for, how to identify it first before we talk about how to help. <clears throat> and the first thing we wanted to tackle was uh, not wanting to put in extra work or extra classes if that's been something that like they've always done or that's been kind of a, a facet of their MO and character, right? Right. Because I think at first when we're talking about this, some parents may feel like, well, how would I even know, especially at this point in the year where I'm not seeing my kid on stage, um, how would I even know if they are being complacent? But I think there there are some of these little things. So if they've always been the kid that is just wanting to do the extra things and they're dancing at home and all of a sudden that's not happening. And I don't mean for like a week, right? Because life can get busy. Mm -hmm. But if you're seeing that as kind of a trend that continues happening, there might be something kind of going on there. And even like a lack of a motivation to take extra classes on the weekends. Like, oh, I don't feel like going this week. But again, kind of like what you were saying, Jenna, just now, like, that's been happening for more than just one week. Um, yeah. Those are definitely clear signs that some shift has occurred and to be aware of. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've also found that one of the biggest ones, especially if your student has not been the dancer that has done this in the past, if all of a sudden they've gone from being very focused on how they can better themselves and how 
they can get better and better. And then all of a sudden they start talking about others and what other dancers aren't doing. So not, oh my gosh, this dancer's yes. so good because they're doing this mm. and I want to do this. But all of a sudden it shifts to, oh, well, this dancer didn't do this or they didn't go to this mm-hmm. class. I think sometimes that can be a big sign too. Yeah, it can be a major sign. Um, and almost like an unknown deflection for like their own thoughts and feelings, like starting to point fingers in other places that to them see like an o- seem like an obvious answer or solution. And then like in subconsciously maybe making themselves feel better for like how they are feeling and behaving in the space. Sure. Um, but yeah, if, definitely if you hear signs of that happening, that it would be like a major red flag for sure. Especially mm-hmm. when it's not normal f- for them and it kind of comes out of nowhere. I feel like that is definitely a, a big change red yeah. flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think another one, and this, this can be in all sorts of different ways depending on your dancer and what has been normal for them in the past, but let's say all of a sudden they're just not placing as high as they used to at competitions and not like once because competitions can be subjective, right? So we're not talking one event, but like consistently that's not going how it used to, or they're not getting the same recognition, whether that's in scholarship auditions or even just from their teachers at the studio. Mm -hmm. If they've always had a really great relationship with their teachers and all of a sudden it's that I'm not really getting any corrections or they're not giving me as much feedback. I think that can be a big sign. And once again, we're not talking like for one week or one event because everyone has off days, everyone has off weeks, um, but there's no real reason for it. It's not like they've just been sick. It's not like they just had a random off performance. Then maybe there's something kind of going on there. For sure. So then the other side is how to help. You know, if you can recognize it and, and, and find these uh, trends, what do you do as a parent? We all want what's best for our kids. What's the first thing we do? And immediately kind of going off of the first point that we made and not necessarily wanting to put in the extra work and going to the extra classes and doing the extra time, like a really easy thing to do, I think, on your end as a parent is to just kind of start encouraging them a little bit more. And maybe you, I'm assuming that we all already do encourage our kids a lot. So like just adding like the that extra nudge to help guide them into kind of coming up with this idea on their own and not turning mm-hmm. it into feeling forced into doing something more right. because at that point it would be counterproductive. So just like the extra nudge on top of what you already provide to them could really be a catalyst swing to moving forward out of this complacent phase. For sure. Because I think really with kids of all ages, but especially teenagers... There's so much changing and there's so they they think they know so much, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they just haven't had a whole lot of life experience yet. And so sometimes all they need is someone at home encouraging them, "Hey, you want to go do that thing?" Like mm-hmm. that's sometimes all it could take to help them find their passion again very quickly for this thing that they've always loved. Um, rather than this complacent phase lasting I've seen it last for a full year and I've seen mm-hmm. dancers have it last for a full year and come out on the other side and be wonderful and be better so it's not yeah. like it's the end it's like gosh it's some missed time and usually those kids do look back with some regret and wish that someone would have pushed them a little more definitely well, and through I, that phase right and I feel like 
it usually bleeds into other areas of their life too, especially yes. if this is like their passion and what they love doing and, and kind of, you know, it's their activity, if you will. And then they're not doing it. They're not quite certain why, but it doesn't feel the same. Then that starts bleeding into school, starts being bleeding into maybe friendships and stuff like that. And so you're not feeling good about yourself because maybe you're just not even there as much as you used to be. And so I think encouraging them and helping them to put themselves back into the setting and environment mm. that makes them light up is huge. Yes, and going off of that too, um, one really easy thing to also kind of gauge with your dancer is if they've always talked about potentially wanting to pursue some kind of future after graduation from high school and after this training that they're receiving here, even if they don't know what that fully looks like yet, whether it's a college program or wanting to teach or wanting to move to a different city to audition, that's when it, you can kind of start asking questions and see if they've thought about it more, how they're feeling on that. Sure. And if all of a sudden there's been a huge shift in what they want to do with dance, that could be another really big sign that there is some potential complacency. And obviously it's okay if they full-on change what they want to do. Right. But... At first, it could be a sign of complacency, and it's just trying to gauge what direction it really is. Is it complacency, or is it really just a shift in mindset and goals? And a need to reignite. Yeah. Yeah. And I just always think, even if they don't want to dance in their future past this, something I think that they can learn from dance that's so huge is that anything worthwhile is going to take some compromise. Yeah. And anything worthwhile is going to take some push through. Yeah. Um, on those days where you don't want to do it as much, so you can do it on the days where you do. And so even if dance isn't their forever thing or what they do past high school, whatever they do, there's going to be days that are challenging or where you don't just have that like instant desire to get up and do the work you need to do immediately. But learning to kind of push through complacent phases while they're dancing at this age can be huge and something that becomes a part of their character forever. 100%. Not only their character, their identity. That they know that when they get in those phases, that's okay. I'm the type of person that still does this Mm -hmm. because that's who I am and what I've built. Right. And truly later in life, it's so much more difficult to be complacent long term because that can be majorly detrimental in a professional and just in life Mm -hmm. yeah and if you're able if then they're able to identify that for themselves because Mm. right they've been helped through a phase like this yeah learning it's huge learning to push through something like this now at their age can be so advantageous for their futures yeah and so i think some dancers but a lot of parents And maybe understandably, too, because dance is expensive. Um, It takes a lot of time and money and resources and everything from the whole family. Um, But I think sometimes a dancer can hit just a simple, like, complacent month that they just need gently nudged through. And I think some families can instantly see that as, oh, my kids burn out. They're done dancing. Right. And I will say, too... Now doing this for however many years we've been doing this now, 12, 13, um, I have had a lot of conversations with former students once they become young adults, a lot of them, where they say, man, I wish I would have yes. kept dancing. I wish I would have pushed through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I hate that I quit because I had 
a boyfriend all of a sudden at 15 or because I wanted to go and spend more time with friends that I don't even talk to anymore and that that was the reason that I quit. I'm sure there are students that on the flip side go on to do other things and they say, I wish maybe I would have worked harder in school and not been at the studio six days a week. I'm sure that's a thing. I just think more often I hear them say, I wish someone would have pushed me through that little phase and that I wouldn't have quit. And that's at a, 15, 16, that tends to be the, the marker. Right, and it is a it is a tenuous, uh, hard spot to be in sometimes as a parent, depending on their age especially, yeah. because we all know that sometimes you push and that just makes things worse. Yeah. You know, but so I so I think it's a very artful thing that we all have to do as the adults on if this if we feel like this is a weird phase and this is what's best for them, how to help them see it and, mm-hmm. and guide them and lead them to it. Sometimes to to where they feel like they discovered it on their own, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and especially at sticking to like the teenage age group, like dance is a release from all the social and school pressures that come with being a teenager, mm-hmm. especially in this era of how competitive it is to pursue collegiate careers afterwards. Dance can really be seen as just like an escape from all of that. And I do think that's a lot of the reason why we do hear about former students wanting or wishing they stuck with dance is because that was just their favorite part of their days during those tough weeks with everything else. Right. Yeah. Because dance was every day. So you have a tough day at school, you have drama with friends, but like dance was that constant. And at least there was that place to like, escape from everything else yep and if that's all that it is for them that is better than yeah losing it entirely i think that's why so many young adults miss it right because we don't get to have that catharsis so much as an adult you have to find that in other areas right, right? Mm-hmm. so and i think if you're seeing some signs of this and you have a good relationship with their teachers i will say like all of us are always happy to mm-hmm I think we recognize that we're spending so much time with these kids and in many cases more time than their parents are at certain times of the year and certain weeks. And so we're always very open to having a conversation of, are we seeing something? Because I will say there are sometimes parents will ask questions like, oh my gosh, my teenager's being so terrible at home. Are you seeing the same thing at dance? And, and we'll see none. Right, we'll see none of it. <laughs> right, know? like they're great for us. Um, but then on the flip side, sometimes parents will ask, "Are you seeing something different?" And maybe we're seeing it way more than the parent is even seeing it at home. And so, um, getting that feedback and seeing what dance teachers are seeing can be helpful as well. One hundred percent. And I think sometimes we've seen it to where because because of their comfort level and because of how much they are at the studio, some of these kids, I just think sometimes we can be the preventative catching it early before it, before again, it bleeds into other things. So having that, uh, open line of communication, if you have that with your student's teacher, I feel like can be a really good thing because I've also had parents be like, and if you don't see anything, I'm just gonna back out. Like that's just me being Mm -hmm. mom, but you know, let me know. Yeah. And those are definitely conversations that I think as teachers, we are excited to have with parents sometimes to be able to like have a collaborative conversation on growth and development yeah. as who they are as people. 
and more than sometimes these conversations are welcome. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they can be helpful too. I think there have also been a few times where a parent has asked if we're seeing anything different in their student, and maybe we haven't yet. But once the parent has brought up that there's attitude mm-hmm. things or different yep. things at home, maybe we start to see bits of it. And I think without being like, hey, your mom told us this is going on, we can kind of help guide through that too. So it's not just, oh, my mom's always telling me, fill in the blank, whatever it is. For sure. I mean, I can think of at least a couple or a few instances where <clears throat> a parent came in and said, hey, we're having this issue. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but we need your help that if it pops up here, we're all on the same page that this is not, you know, what we want for them or, or whatnot. It's not good for them. And sometimes we hadn't seen it, but it is much easier because they will receive things from us sometimes yeah. way different than they do from parents. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is, it's, it's the rewarding side of the job too, to feel like we are a village, right? It takes a village to raise all these kids. And sometimes you go, cool, you're not going to take this from your mom or your dad, but like, you need to hear this right now. Like we're all trying to make you the best version of you, you Absolutely. know? So please be, be, uh, be in communication with your, mm-hmm. with your teachers and, and let them help as well. Yeah. So, um, as you're seeing any of these things, as you have questions about it, um, hopefully this also helps to know kind of how to help your dancer without it just being something that feels mandated and forced and um, can keep your relationship with your dancer in a really good place as well. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us on the Dance Parent Podcast. Thanks for being here, Sam. Yes, Sam. Thanks for always having me. (laughs) And we'll look forward to uh, catching you guys on the next one. Thanks so much.